Welcome to Out of Bounds. In the middle of football season, it's actually NBA season that's going to start up soon. Um, so me and Kailash <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, I, it just feels like the NFL season started and uh, basketball is already here. But yeah, so me and Kailash are actually going to do the uh, Eastern and Western Conference previews for you guys. Um, just to talk about like how we'll kind of go about it. I guess we'll do like an NBA update like every couple of weeks. I don't think it'll be like scheduled per se, like maybe, yeah, I don't, I don't know, uh, every like two or three weeks probably, or maybe when something significant happens, we can hop on NBA. Maybe like 10, then. 15 games or something, or like every 15 games or something, something like that. Yeah, that or seems games. like a good benchmark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll figure out that how to add that to the schedule. But for right now, we're going to have like actually a lot of episodes. We're going to have the Eastern Conference preview, Western Conference preview. Then we'll also have the NFL Week 6 recap. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So this is actually our Eastern Conference uh, preview. Um, we're going to get started with the East. Um, yeah, let, let's just get right into it, right? So let's start talking about the Atlanta Hawks. Um, last season, they finished 43-39. and 39. They lost in the first round to Miami. They didn't really look competitive in that series. Um I mean, the main storyline with them is adding Dejounte Murray in the in the off season. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that move? I know I feel like we talked about it before, but uh, now now that the season's here, what are your thoughts on it? I I know you're high on the uh, Dejounte Trey Young uh, kind of thing. I think I think like all like the five thirty eight and all those stats things are too. I just I, I and I know they all Trey needed a defender, but I also like I think he's a big offensive downgrade. Like they've. Like he's not that much of a defensive impact on the court. Like you can't just bring, oh yeah, here's our here's our one defender and say you're a good defensive team, right? It's like more of the pieces around you, I guess, right? And like no one else in that team is really playing defense, right? So like I think that's like it doesn't move the needle that much to me. Like it's a solid move, it's good, and I want to see how Trey is gonna play off off ball a lot more because again he is like a very shooter and he's following that kind of Steph path line. But I want to see how this is gonna work. I'm just not that high on it. I don't think that pushes them to like a to like a second round team or like a ha- or if they have like a conference finals run, like an actual conference finals run this time. I don't think it's anything like that. But I think like I think they'll be better than last year for sure. Yeah, I mean last year, like I just kind of feel like their team had just run its course. Um, like they made like a bunch of all in moves with like Gallinari and like Herter, like Herter. I don't know how you say name. Herter. <laughs> um. Like, I don't know, like those like types of moves like usually never work out in the long run. Like, you usually have like a good runway for one year and they did make like the Eastern Conference finals, but yeah, that team definitely let, like ran its course. So I like that they at least went with a DeJounte Murray move, but I feel like there's been other moves in the East that kind of like drop, that kind of like push them back, right? Like, um, especially like when you think about like Cleveland getting Donovan Mitchell, I think like like typically I would have put them in that slot, but then now like Cleveland is like crazy in my opinion with Donovan Mitchell, and I guess that trade hadn't happened that and and kind of like I feel like my sentiment has changed on it a little bit. Um, I, I'm not as high on it as I was before, but yeah, just to go over their other additions, yeah, they added Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday. The only one they're missing is Drew, <laughs> yeah, um, Frank Kaminsky, AJ Griffin. But AJ Griffin seems to have some health concerns. Like I know he was like he had like so much potential in the draft, 
but him falling that low makes me think he has some health concerns, but he's just like a, you know, he'll be like a, he's a great shooter. So it'll be interesting to see how he can fit in on that team. The key losses is Danilo Gallinari and Kevin Herter, um, as I mentioned before. But yeah, I mean, Gallinari and Herter were like pretty good for them offensively. And I don't think they're adding anything really to make up for that. Like, there's not that he's good, but like, I don't know. Because the fit is kind of clunky, I don't know if his production will like directly translate into like what Gallinari and Herter were doing. And like, the main thing you're missing is the three point shooting. Uh, is like the outside shooting, right? He's like an in between kind of guy. Yeah, and I, I like like you're saying like like they added Dejounte, but their defense is still an issue. Like Dejounte isn't changing your whole defensive core. Like Trey is like a, a small defender. John Collins can't play defense to save his life. And Cl- Cl- Capara is just like a baby Rudy Gobert, right? He just stays in the paint. So like I think you and then DeAndre Hunter is a good three and D wing at times. But I think like I think the team has to actually buy into that defensive philosophy this time around, you know. And Trey has to actually buy in because obviously. Trey being short and all that, it's hard to play defense or care about defense or you're exhausted from being on the offensive end a lot. But like a player like Steph, he at least tries. He's actually a very decent defender. For, for a player his caliber, he's a decent defender. And I know he probably has like two inches on Trey Young. But Trey, I mean, Trey has to at least be formidable. Like he can't take the Isaiah Thomas path of just like getting like abused on the defensive end, right? He has to at least be like reliable on the court so you're not giving up the same amount of points you're scoring. That's only my issue with him in general. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's hard to like di- like figure it out though, because like the Warriors like always play like good defense overall, right? So it's like he only has to like he's not asked to do like yeah, Steph Curry just has to be like a good team defender. But I think even if like Trey Young becomes like a good team defender, like the Hawks defense, they're not gonna be good. Wait, really? You don't think? Th- I, I, I'm saying like because like the Warriors, like Steph is a good team defender because the team around him is good defenders, right? Yeah, that's so what I'm you, saying. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to make that. You make have to make it into that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> saying like even if Trey Young starts defending this year, it doesn't mean like their defense will be good. Maybe uh, Draymond will get, go to the Hawks, bro. Do the same <laughs> thing down there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what about their over under a forty five point? Five. I feel like it's a bit high, honestly. I think I'll take the under on this. I mean, what they're only four games above five hundred last year. You just asked them to be what? I mean, not four. They're only two games above five hundred last year. So you only asked them to be five games above five hundred this year. And I think they had a lot of injuries last year. Ah, shit. It's actually yeah. a good number, but I think I might lean under. Yeah, Vegas is good, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they, I think they might be under like forty-four. I think they might have the similar record to last year. Yeah, yeah, man, that's, that's I agree. Hard. That's, that, that's very hard, or even forty-five on the dot, but they'll still be an under. So yeah, I'm leaning under. Damn. All right. Yeah. So we agree on that one. Yeah. Let's move on to the Celtics. Actually, one of the more interesting teams in the offseason. Um. Obviously, the whole Ime Doka thing. We had like a pod out on it. Who's the new guy? Like Missoula or something? Missoula. Yeah. Joe Mazzula is the interim head coach. Yeah, he's he was an assistant under the Udoka group, but he was also there like under Brad Stevens and everything. So he's been there for a couple of years now. But uh, he was apparently like I don't know if you like, like the Jazz coach Will Hardy. He's from the Celtics assistant line. But like this guy Mazzula was like next in line for the Jazz job. So he was like next in line to get other teams' jobs. But then the Celtics just kept him, and then now they needed him. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, he just definitely seems like the favorite on their staff to take over this. Um, 
I mean, we can talk about like their players first. Uh, like they added Malcolm Brogdon, Blake Griffin, and Danilo Gallinari. But I think Gallinari has like a torn ACL or something. So yeah, I guess you can just season. kind of yeah. So it's just Brogdon and Blake Griffin. I mean, Brogdon is like the huge one, right? Like, yeah, that's like the one that was going to make the real impact. The rest of them, you're just kind of see. I mean, Blake Griffin is a good, is like kind of like interesting on this team, I guess. Like, he looked useful on the Nets at times, but I'm just, like, unsure of, like, how playable he is in the playoffs and stuff like that. But, I mean, he, I think he'll, like, do his best to, like, fit in. But I think he'll be good in, like, the regular season. I just don't know how useful he'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, I think this is more a depth move because, like, Robert Williams is out for at least probably, like, until, like, the new year, until 2023. So that whole knee stuff because, like, he shouldn't have been playing the playoffs with that whole knee anyways. So since he decided to play, yeah, for sure. it kind of messed everything up, right? So like he's probably he has to go through another surgery or whatever. So they're saying at least end of December. So probably just to keep it safe. You're talking at least 2023. So I think this is more of a depth move. Just like he's not Griffin is obviously not Robert Williams anymore or at that level, but and he's not that good of a defender. But again, he's if you're on a good defensive team like last year they were the the most historic defensive team ever. So like they're probably going to be very very good this 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 year on defense. I think Blake will be formidable on defense. He can still get you buckets whenever you need it, like just a mid range jumper here and there, a couple layups here and there, you know. So I think it's again like you, I agree with you. It's like a regular season piece. In the playoffs, team they might find ways to use him, you know, just just to take a couple minutes here and there. But um, there's also a chance for Gallinari to come back uh, at the end of the like for the beginning of the playoffs because just they based on the timing. Because I think he tore his ACL, like, end of July. So, maybe nine months. So, like, I don't know. Like, we'll see with that. But, um, yeah, man. This is, like, we've we talked about the Udoka situation before. And, like, it's crazy because, like, going into the offseason, it was, like, they made, they made a lot of good moves. Everything was going good. Everything was bright. And that Udoka thing kind of, like, put, it like, a light on them and kind of, like, like, made people believe in them less or whatever it may be. But, like, personally, I <laughs> like it. I know I was really emotional on that Udoka day because I'm like, bro, like, what is going on? This is ridiculous. But like, I didn't, I, I didn't want to be the favorite going into it because usually the favorite usually isn't the team that wins it all. Like we see the Nets in the years past or whatever it may be. So, um, like, I'm kind of glad that they're not the overwhelmingly favorite anymore. They're like under the radar, like second or third favorite. So I do like this, especially coming off a of finals loss. Like they're pretty, very, very much set to return to the finals in the next couple of years or so. So how do you feel about them? Yeah, I mean, I I still think, like, I don't think, like, it really, I, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, this, at least, like, okay, like, let's talk in terms of, like, the regular season. I feel like it'll just be a bit weird. Like, e- even though, like, okay, yeah, it's not, like, the end of the world, but it's still, like, a weird situation to be a part of. And I don't know, like, that might lead to, like, some, like, nights where they don't show up. Yeah. And also, like, the Robert Williams injury. So, like, the over-under for them is set at 53.5. Uh, I guess you got all these off DraftKings, or is it just yeah. for I, I just went to some website that had, like, the averages of all the, like, everything together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, it's like pretty close enough. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I would say pro- I would probably lean, like, a little bit on the under. I still think they'll be, like, around 50 wins. But, like, for them to improve off of last year with, like, this whole situation, losing Ime Udoka, and also not having Rob Williams, like, doesn't seem likely. But I still feel, I still think they'll be, like, a contender uh, to make the finals. Yeah, I mean, I'm leading to the over. I don't know if that's, like, a homer situation. But they did – they ended up with 51 wins last year. 
and they started halfway through the season, they had 20 wins. So they were 20 and 21 yeah, sure. through, the, through the first 41 games. And in the last 41 games, they went 30 and 11. Right. So like they're going to, they're going to end up somewhere in the middle of that. So probably around the same thing, but just a little bit better because they probably won't start off as bad. So I think maybe 54, 55 isn't that insane. I think again, 53.5 is like a great number and the East is going to be rough, man. So it kind of just depends. Like, and we all know, like we all know beginning of the season Tatum is just beginning of season Tatum. So like he won't show up till like February. Right. So that's when they kind of go on their run and like get kind of hot. But uh, I don't see this team as like, as good. I don't know if they're going to be that team that dominates the regular season. I think they're going to prioritize their health, you know, especially. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, we saw at the finals last year, like, they, like, not not even healthy. They're just tired. Everyone just got tired because, like, they were playing game seven after game seven. And, like, they had to go crazy in the second yeah. half of the regular season, right? So, I think It's kind of like what the Colts do in football. Like, they always, like, suck in the beginning of the year, then go, like, so hard in the middle and end. Yeah, and then because of that, they're just tired and losing the playoffs. It was, it was still like a dynamic shift. It was still one of like the greatest turnarounds in sports. If you like think about how bad they were and then to how good they became, like 20, 18 and twenty one and halfway through the season, and they they just looked like a barely a playing team to like making the finals, right? And like the question is, which Celtics is the real Celtics? Was it that first half team or the second half team? You know, and probably people are probably leading towards the second half team because they did make the finals, correct? So like I don't know. This Brogdon yeah. move, I love the Brogdon move, man. Like I think. This kind of fixes the smart problem without fixing the smart problem because a lot of people are like, okay, they need a point guard, they need a point guard, they need a point guard. But then you're like, oh, you're like, what do you do with smart? So then Brogdon was like that perfect move because you get in that point guard and you can still keep smart. Like this is like Rubio, but I think better, which is what I've been asking for. Yeah, for and you can play them together too. Yeah, and, and you know, I've been asking for Rubio for such a long time and he's just a better Rubio. The only concern yeah, with him is sure. just health. Health has always been his concern. Like this is a, this is a rookie of year, rookie of the year winner. Like a lot of people can argue that the Bucks probably make the finals in 2019 if he is healthy, right? So like it, it, health is his really main concern. But this is like a really good move for them. And like the Danilo Gala move was kind of a waste. And like we said, the Blake is the uh, Blake move was whatever. So I think it's if they can stay healthy throughout the regular season, and like stay healthy through the playoffs. I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if they're back in the finals. Yeah, as far as regular season, like I think that's a good number, but I have I have with the over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the Nets. Uh, yeah, I mean the Nets. You can talk literally. You can literally have a whole podcast on just the Nets with the whole KD and Kyrie drama. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they finished last year forty four thirty eight. First round loss to Boston. Uh, they added Markeith Morris, Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren. And they lost Bruce Brown. Their over-under is 50.5. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. 50.5 seems high for the Nets just because, like, I feel like some – like, this is a team that never, like, lacks, like, weirdness and storylines. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but something weird is going to happen in the regular season, man. Like, I just don't see how they can, like, be a 50 – like, if you're, like, over 50 wins, that means you're, like, a pretty consistent, like, team, right? If you're, like, less than 50, then that usually means, like, you had a bunch of wins, but then you also, like, messed up. But you, you also had, like, a lot of bad losses, too, usually. I mean, if um, you're 50 like, wins, is... that means you're winning five out of every eight games. So, you're like, you're not dominating. You're still above 500, if you think about it like that, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, I guess that's true. 
I don't know, man. I just feel like something will go like. I think maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like forecast. I just like don't trust like them to stay healthy or something. Could be that too. Like I just don't see how they all like KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons like play like as many games to get to like fifty. I think I would lean a little bit under. Yeah, I'm probably leaning under too. And just I mean, it's more so with like, how do you go from an off season where both of your stars ask for a trade? Right, and then you convince them to come back somehow, or not even more. Not, yeah. I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say it's convincing. I just think that no one wanted them for that price, right? It's more even that, right? I don't think. Yeah, people, and there's nothing you can do, bro. Even if you're KD and you have like a five-year contract, like there's nothing you can do. The reason why Zion wasn't traded either, like, what can he do, bro? He signed for five years. Yeah. Wait. So you think it's more teams not wanting him, right? Not that. Not that KD wanted to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, but like, it's just like it's just like unrealistic, bro. Because like, whenever you have that many years left on your contract, like the team that's trading you is gonna want like the most insane package of all time. Yeah, and like no team is offering that much. So I, I think that's what it is. Like, it's not the teams don't want KD; they don't want KD for the price that Brooklyn is asking for. And if he has that many years left on his deal, Brooklyn is gonna ask for something crazy. So it pretty much just leads to like no trade happening. And I think the same thing happens. Yeah, it's not even the contract thing. It's like you have like the teams have to leverage whatever they have to get KD. But then why would then KD is basically back to the Nets anyways? In the sense of like he has no talent around him because you just traded that talent away, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So like that's also another situation. But yeah, okay, like again, talent wise, they're um, the KD Kyrie. You cannot go wrong with them if they stay healthy. They sh- I don't know. I have them as a playoff team. Like we'll talk about that later. I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah, I think they're still playoffs. No, like I don't, I don't think they're, in a, I don't think they're a playing team. I think they're like a top six. Seed. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, we'll get to that. Like, I, I mean, I think they will be good. I think it might be a thing where they just shut everyone up and they do good. Like they also do have again. This is they're getting Joe Harris back, who's basically out of loss all that season. Maybe this Ben Simmons yeah. things works. Like who knows? Yeah, I mean, has- they had some nice possessions in the preseason for sure, where like you could see like how you could change the offense. Yeah, and like I guess defensively, like he was pretty good on Giannis at some times, but again, this is preseason, like like no one tried. Oh yeah, his defense is really good on Giannis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I love Ben Simmons. It's defense. still preseason, but still. Yeah, like, but it's always the the whole like shooting thing with Ben Simmons. Like, like teams can very much still lay off of him, correct? And it's very easy to abuse him. But he he he, I think, like, Brad, going into last season, you had this same team, but then James Harden. So obviously you're saying James Harden is better than Ben Simmons. Maybe I don't know. Not now. Maybe they're the same player, but um, it's about the way they play and the like. The teams have to like the players have to buy in, and they still have Steve Nash as co- head coach. Like, if if yeah, I feel like they don't respect Steve Nash, bro. If they want to win, like I think they'll do it. Like because last year it was uh, what was the whole issue? Just like with Kyrie, the whole vaccination situation, and the year before it's just like Kyrie, like. He's like, oh, I don't want to play today. I'm not showing up for two weeks, right? And then they make the Harden trade and all that. Yeah, I have to go to a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's... Wait, that's what it was? Yeah, it was like his sister's birthday party or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then they had, uh, and they had injuries all that year. So, this is... Maybe I can... You can even say this is all on Kyrie. Like, if he just shuts up and just plays basketball for 82 games, then you're, they're going to be good. But the question is, can he can he do that? Yeah, it's a good question. And I don't know, like, their additions, like, don't really move me. Like, Royce O'Neal, like, he's just, like, a 3 and D wing. 
Like, I, I don't know. They, they were using, like, Bruce Brown in, like, in interesting ways. I feel like Ben Simmons should actually step into, like, that Bruce Brown role. Yeah. Where they just, like, keep giving him, like, short roles and he just, like, makes decisions. Like, he just, like, screens, gets the ball, and then, like, makes a decision from there. Like, that's how he looked good on offense. But he, he'll have to be committed to, like, basically just being, like, a like a power forward on offense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the additions they made from, like, the free agency. I, I guess, in a sense, you can also add Joe Harris and Ben Simmons to this list because they they weren't on the team last year, really. They didn't, they weren't playing. Yeah. So in a sense, you could say Yeah, that. those are way more important than the rest. But I think – I do think they'll be better than last year. Like, regardless of what drama they go through, there's just no way – there's no more vaccination stuff anymore, right? Like I think Harry yeah. probably done. Like he probably plays. Something will probably come up, but I think they will be better than last year, just yeah. based on talent alone. I probably like them to get like forty seven or forty eight wins, but not. 50. I think fifty is a bit high. Is Raj ever gonna pick an over? We'll see. We'll see. He's gonna pick an over. But yeah, I have them under. Yeah, I, we'll see. I, I think that's a good <laughs> number. Forty eight, forty seven, forty eight. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we could move on to the Hornets. It's just very sad what's happening to their team. Like everyone is just getting arrested on this team. <laughs> uh, like Miles Miles Bridges. I think Montrez Harrell also got arrested when he was on the Hornets for like that like last year or whatever. Um and then like this morning I think it was like James Booknight or something. He got arrested like yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So they're just I don't know, man. Their over-under is 33. I think I'm taking... I think this is the most clear under so far that we've had on this list, bro. Like, I just don't think they're going to be that good. And, like, dude, LaMelo is also hurt to start the year. Like, Charlotte is just, like, really bad vibes right now. Like, and I don't know how they, like, fix it or what they do. And then, wait, so what's the whole Miles Bridges contract situation? So they didn't offer it to him, right? Or they, they didn't, right? Because, um, because I know they... Yeah, I don't think so. I forget. I know he's looking for an extension and all because and then the whole domestic abuse thing happened or whatever. So then, so he's not getting an extension now or like he might, he might not. So you have that, you have that domestic abuser. You have another domestic abuser or whatever he did today, James Booknight. It's just the vibes of just everything going on. Everything's just not, it's not looking good. They weren't looking good just roster wise, roster, like roster wise going into it. And now you have all these people getting arrested and like doing all this stuff. Then, like, like you said, the Lamelo injury. Like, I, I have this as an under for sure. Like, I don't know. The, the yeah. Charlotte Hornets are basically the Carolina Panthers, man. Like, actually, it says the Hornets didn't. Uh, it said like the Hornets didn't pull the the restricted offer. But he that means he'll be a free agency free agent next year. And yeah, because he's like a restricted or something. Yeah, he's like restricted. Yeah, so he's gonna ask for a contract next year and. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I kind of thought last year was a fluke for him. I don't think he's that good. I just do not think he's that good. I just, a player that can't shoot. He he's just kind of like just like a three, like a three that can't shoot. I don't know how useful you are in the league. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He was like an interesting player, I guess. But now I don't like. I don't see how any team would like sign him. I feel like it's like too incriminating, man. Like. Like stuff like that happens in the NFL where criminals get signed, but in the NBA, I feel like it usually doesn't, dude. Yeah, I mean, if the NFL, if you're a criminal, you just go to the Browns, right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Browns call, make an offer for you. I don't think there's a Cleveland Browns anywhere on this in the NBA like that. They just take like criminals. So I yeah, it, maybe it, Houston. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, is it because of Kevin Porter? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, maybe Houston. All right, <laughs> lock it in. Miles uh, Bridges will be a rocket next year because of this. They're like the te- dude. If it actually happens, I'm gonna be so. Uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna mention this men- uh, moment on the podcast. <laughs> that would be crazy, bro. I mean, uh, honestly, he might even fit their timeline. Like, I don't know. Like, he's kind. He's, he's still. He's still pretty young. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, bro. This is this, they. They're not. I don't think they're gonna playoffs. I don't think they're gonna be a playing team. And they. They were like the ten seed back to back years, and they didn't do anything with it or whatever they did, right? So like, yeah, no way they make it this year. Yeah. No way. Yeah, get out of here. I, they're not that uh, far off from the Carolina Panthers, who are like going to complete rebuild. Like we'll talk about in other podcast. Yeah. Right. So like you, they might have to yeah. just rebuild around Lamelo, honestly. I mean, I think because they still have like Terry Rozier and like Gordon Hayward, they could probably get like oh high twenties wins. God, I forgot Hayward is there. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, he's still there. Yeah, holy shit, you're right. Yeah, um, like because he, because those two guys are there, they could still get like close to thirty. But getting thirty four is, is like a lot. I don't I'm, think thirty four they could get. I'm 30. just not realizing that like if you're trying to rebuild, who is taking Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier off your hands? Like two players that just got extremely boosted from playing under Brad Stevens, got insanely big contracts. Obviously, there's like injuries that happen with Gordon Hayward, but then like they're clearly very overpaid right now. I, I don't know who's taking this contract. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're both still useful players. Uh, maybe like in a couple of years, or like when the salary cap or whatever. Maybe because of that like new money deal, people are like not gonna care about it as much, which is a possibility. But I don't know. I don't think they'll commit to that. Like when? Why would we, like? They're like okay with being mid, so I don't know why they would just commit to a rebuild. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I I got the under two. I agree. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's go on to the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls is such an awkward team for me. Uh, like I don't know. They had their moments last year that they look like they're gonna be really good. Then they kind of like stumbled to the finish line, and they have like all these health issues. Like I don't know, like Lonzo Ball, like he had to get surgery again, like. Apparently, he couldn't, like, go up the stairs without, like, feeling pain in his knee, which is, like, really scary to hear, <laughs> like, from from the one guy. Like, he's obviously not the best player on the team, but he might be, like, one of the most important just because of the role he plays in, like, defending and facilitating the offense. Um, and I don't know. Like, I feel like now, like, Vucevic is, like, an awkward fit on their team. Like, seems like he should be traded for something. I just, like, don't really know how you maneuver. It's, like, a really weirdly constructed team. Because, like, obviously, Zach Levine is, like, really good. And then, like, you have, like, DeMar DeRozan, who had, like, a great season last year. But, like, in all likelihood, that was probably, like, an outlier season. Like, I'd be shocked if he does the same thing again. Um, it's just, I don't even know, like, what the hell you do if you're this team. Because, like, you're probably good enough to be a playoff team. But, like, I don't think you're good enough to beat anyone in the playoffs. And then they also they see they uh, kept Zach Levine. I mean, they signed him to new contract, but I don't think he's like that superstar. That's like he's not in that upper level superstar. I think you know of like the Jason Tatum, the Luca, and all that. He's kind of like in the lower tier, right? Like maybe twenty five, thirty best players in the league, somewhere in that range, right? He's not yeah. in, right. So like, and, and you're, so you you're basically leveraging your whole future on this one guy who isn't even in that top tier. So you kind of have to build around him. And then you're, like, kind of building off of, like, the corpse of DeMar DeRozan, in a sense. Like, he's at the end of his career more so, just kind of trying to win a ring. So you're paying both these guys $30 million right now. And, like, just to make the playoffs. And their big issue is defense. And, like, and they have Vucevic back there, who's, like, the, probably one of the worst defenders in the league. So, like, 
and and they're missing their best defender in Lonzo, or maybe second best defender to think if you like Caruso or not. So the Lonzo's probably out for another year, maybe because this is like the weirdest thing. Right? I've never seen something like this of like. It's like a weird knee injury. Yeah. He's popping up. It's really concerning. It's really concerning. Yeah, and like I, I don't. I wonder how Samuels feels because this is his favorite. This is his guy, right? Yeah, I mean, Samuels don't even watch basketball. They just watch F one. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird team. Over under forty one point five. I don't even know that. That seems like right to me, actually. Because maybe no, I'd lean over. The Hawks are forty five point five. So you had them at under. And the Bulls are forty one point five, but I can see both these teams finishing with the same record. Yeah, that, I think I'll lean a little bit over. Like forty five, forty one point five seems like a bit too low. So like a forty two, forty three. Yeah, I think forty two or forty three sounds right to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> somewhere around. I did. They're a five hundred team. That's what they are. They're just this five hundred. Yeah, team. yeah, that, you're right. That sounds right to yeah. me. Yeah, five hundred. Yeah, but I mean, I, did, I don't, I don't see them doing much in the playoffs. They didn't do much last year, clearly, and uh, like. I agree. I don't think Goran Dragic or Andre Drummond is going to make a huge difference on that either. I mean, they. I mean, they're also kind of in the sense of getting Patrick Williams back because wasn't he out for the year last year, most of last year? So like he's he was a, he's a, like a big... yeah. I think he was out. Yeah, he he's like the swing factor for them. Like if he goes crazy, then I think they have a chance to be like pretty good. But he'd have to like I don't really know what to make of him because I feel like we just barely seen him play. Like, he's, he has he's potential, a, but he's a number four pick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was, he was picked really high. Yeah. It was kind of, it was like a slight reach, I guess, at that time. But, I mean, he has the potential. I, I, yeah, like, that. that's like the one swing factor if he, like, blossoms, I think. I mean, it, it's not a swing enough to win a first round, in a first round, in my opinion, in this East. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as this season, there's just going to be another, like, mid-playoff team, 500 team. Or barely mid but Honestly, not a not playoff team, like a play-in team, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we can move on from them. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, forty-four and thirty-eight last year, lost in the play-in to Atlanta. They added Donovan Mitchell and gave up Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, and Ochai Agbaji. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty high on this team, man. I, I think tell. they'll be really good, yeah. at, at least in the regular season, bro. They're gonna just destroy people. Yeah, <laughs> like. Like, I don't know. You you have, like, dude, they have, like, four potential all-stars on their team, man. Four. Okay. So, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I agree with you, but go ahead. Like, say why they're going to be. I mean, no, I don't think Jared Allen is a real all-star, but he still won the award. Okay. okay. He still got it. Tell me why they're going to be really good, because I want to hear this. I'm really curious. I mean, dude, okay, I, I'm, like, re- I think Evan Mobley is, like, low-key, probably, like, the best player in, like, last year's draft. Like, his defense is insane. I think he can, like, grow to average, like, 15 to 20 points a game, like, pretty easily. Um, and, and I think, like, he's just going to keep getting better and better. I feel like those two, like, the main thing with Donovan Mitchell is, like, they needed, like, I guess, like, a little bit more defense around him. Because, like, in Utah, it was only, like, Rudy Gobert that, like, really defended well. But, like, now you have Evan Mobley, who can actually guard on the perimeter. And then you have Jared Allen like, who's at the, who who can just cover the rim. And then you also have, like, they probably also going to have, like, Isaac Okoro or whatever. I, I guess I would assume he's the third one that would start with uh, Donovan Mitchell and uh, and Darius Garland. So, like, it's, like, three, like, 
three good defenders with like two like not good defenders. But I think like he just like increases their offensive potential like a lot because and, and like the main thing is him and Darius Garland can both play like off ball, I think. Uh like or at least like he at least Donovan Mitchell definitely can. Because like in Utah, like he wasn't on ball much. So I, I don't know. I, I just think like the talent is like too good and, and like they're like young. I, I think they're hungry. So I, I think like that plays a, a lot into it, right? Like the older veteran teams, sometimes they just like rest players and they're like, oh, like we don't feel like trying. But like the Cavs are like young and they're like they're like hungry. I think they'll I think they'll clear, they'll clear this over under forty seven and a half. And so here we go. So I think they'll be a very very fun like league pass team, and I get your point about like 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 okay so okay I don't know if I get your point but see in Utah like the issue with them was Rudy Gobert was such a great defender like. Hall of Fame defender, but then like the pieces around him, they just decided decide not to play uh, defense. One of those pieces was Spider. So now you're adding Spider to that yeah. to this team, where it's another Rudy Gobert, but pro- but a better perimeter defender. So Spider wasn't trying defense over there. So why would he try here? Maybe because he didn't like COVID boy. Maybe he'll get along better with Mobley. So I don't know how you're fixing the situation in that. Like yeah, they didn't have the defenders around him. Like but they they had Royce O'Neal. They had like. They had some defenders, but obviously it was a bigger issue than that. And I agree, like you're adding, you have Jared Allen, you have Okoro. That's pretty much it. Like Garland is still an undersized point guard, and so I think they'll be a yeah. But they, they, I mean, even Kevin Love last year, like he wasn't good at defense, but he was like, dude, people said he should have won six men of the year. Like he was on some crazy shit last year. I just think 47 wins is too high for me. I don't know, man. I, I, I think they're like, they're probably like a, a couple. I think they're just a couple wins better than the Hawks. I think maybe last year was kind of a fluke year. And like, I, 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 think, I think I think they did a very good job. I think like, like they're going to be a fun team to watch. But I don't know how much Spider moves the needle to me, in my opinion. Like, he, he's not. I don't think it's Spider that moves the needle. I predict it'll be Evan Mobley who moves the needle. Mobley was there last year. I think he'll take a step. He think, he'll but yeah, it is his rookie year. You think take a step? I think like between rookie and second year, I think players like make a huge leap, man. If they're gonna be good, like that's usually the year that it happens. Yeah, and I, and I, I took a look at your standings, and you have them as a top five team. So like you're very high. Hell yeah! yeah like, I, I'm on. I'm on the Casman. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> I see them as like a playoff team. I see them maybe a play-in team. I, I think they take a not. St- I don't think they take a step back. I just think the East is very loaded. I think they are very very young with a lot of uh, pieces. And like Spider isn't that big of a move, big of a player in my opinion to like move the needle that much. He is he is a kind of a perfect fit for them. Like like you said that that lineup of Garland, uh, Diamond Mitchell, Cora, Allen, and Mobley they're gonna be annoying. They're gonna be a very annoying team to play. Like I, I think like especially yeah. like, like 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 their division rival, like the Bucks. We're gonna see them four times a season. They're gonna be a very annoying. Like those games are gonna be really really fun. Like the way that they defend Giannis is gonna be very very fun. Um, yeah, but I mean, this is going to be a team that I'm going to be watching yeah. the pass a lot, but I am not. I think, I, mean. I think Mitchell, like also he's like leaving like a shitty situation kind of in Utah. Yeah. So I'm kind of like banking that like, because he's leaving like a bad situation, he'll be like playing like, he'll be playing like better than he normally does for like this regular season at least. But I mean, even if not this year, like I think their like long-term outlook is like pretty good compared to like most of the teams. All right. So yeah, I guess this is the, this is, this is when we go the other way then. I'm going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the Pistons. So they finished 23-59. They added, like, their main additions is the rookies, right? Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, 
Um, they also added Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, uh, Boyan Bogdanovic, and they lost Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olynyk. Their over under is twenty nine point five. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's high. To be honest, I wasn't like that impressed with them in preseason, but like, <laughs> what do you think? I think this is like a tricky one. I think twenty nine point five is. Not too high, but it is high. I think they'll be better than last year. Kate is awesome. Yeah. Kate is awesome. Like Ivy is gonna be great. Duran's gonna be great. Like like they're they're really building to. They're they're on the right path. I would say, right? Like I think they're. Like, I think Kate has the guys around him. You got rid of Jeremy Grant, who's pretty much useless. So just a waste of a contract on that team. I think they'll be better than last year's twenty three wins, maybe twenty six, twenty seven, somewhere around there. Again, this is another like fun play, uh, fun league pass team for me. Like, like this central division is gonna be good, like for me to watch. Just like, like as yeah, a to watch, right? I don't know, man. I, I just like to me, they yeah. I don't think I I would lean under two on this. It's just like I don't know. Their build, like the way that they're building, is like a bit weird. I guess the Bogdanov the boy on Bogdanovich thing is fine because like they didn't really give up, give up too much. So I won't like criticize that move. But like they they just have like. Like, you pretty much need Jaden Ivey to, like, become, like, a superstar. And, like, if he's not, then, like, I don't know what you do. Because, like, I think Cade will get to the point, like, if not this year, where next year, where, like, he'll be good enough to get you to, like, 30 wins no matter what, right? Yeah. So, like, it just, like, seems like all their chips are in Jaden Ivey. Like, all, all their, they're just betting on Jaden Ivey becoming, like, a superstar. And, like, if he doesn't, then, I don't know, they're kind of screwed in the long term. Like, they'll just be, like, mid to average. Or like they'll be like in the, like in the Bulls kind of like range where they're like good enough to make the playoffs, probably not good enough to beat anyone. But I don't know. Maybe I'm like underrating their other players, but that's just kind of how I feel. I think they're, right they're, they're better than the Bulls. You're saying in the future they'll be like a Bulls team? Yeah, like I'm saying, like if Jaden Ivy doesn't become a superstar, like their ceiling is just going to be like what the Bulls are now. You don't think they can sign a? They they can like reel in a free agent in the next couple of years? Like to convince them no nope. doing pretty good. Hell no, no way. No one wants to live in Michigan. Nah, no one's going there. Bro. <laughs> and like, what, like, what assets do they have though? This year, there's like a decent amount of pressure on their team, right? Like, we'll talk about it more when we get to the other rebuilding teams. But normally, when you're like last year was their third year, like being ass, right? Like after you get past three years, then there's like kind of some pressure because like you could sell rebuilding for like. First year, second year, and third year, I guess. But at some point, like, the fan base and, like, general fans and, like, they just, like, start looking at the team and they're like, okay, we've been rebuilding for three years. Like, where does this lead to? And if you can't get, like, over 30 wins in your third, like, in your fourth season after, re- like, having, a, like, high draft picks, then it's kind of screwed. I mean, they definitely, like, missed so hard on Killian Hayes. Like, I think that oh, might yeah. that might be what sets them so back, bad. like, a year. Yeah, that was so bad. Yeah, like if they didn't mess up that pick, uh, like I think they would have like a way higher chance of being better. I just, I just, I but, just think the East is very, very good. I just, I don't think there's many like rebuilding teams in the East besides like the Pacers, Magic, and like, I'm, and like you can say the Wizards, yeah. you can say the Wizards, but they still have Bradley Bill, so they're not even full on rebuilding, right? So like, yeah. so everyone's trying to get in the play. Like everyone thinks they have a shot in the play-in. Versus like the West, there's like 
a, a guaranteed five teams who are saying they're rebuilding this year, right? So I think this this and the, that's why I think the conference is gonna be a lot harder. So I think like the Pistons will be good or like like they should be better than last year, but like because of the play, because of the East being so good, they're not gonna get that, like that over on their thirty wins. But like I, I but they are fun to watch. Like um, what's his name? Dwayne Case has done a very good job. Like, like, there's one thing rebuilding and like. Yeah, I mean, he's. But I, you do really think he's the coach that'll like take them to the promised land? I don't think so, bro. No, I feel like he's just. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I think he'll be the guy that gets them to that step of like, all right, like they're gonna be a threat in the East one day, but then they hire a new coach and that's the guy that brings them over the top, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, but, but, but like, I think like if you ask Pistons fans, I think they are. This is like the most happiest they've been about the team since like. Oh yeah, I mean, they yeah they should be optimistic. I'm just saying like my perspective, but. You know they could have had uh, Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> instead of Killian Hayes. Could you imagine? Wait, they 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 picked Killian before Tyrese. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow, that's insane. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams missed on Tyrese Halliburton. To be fair, yeah. But like for them, it's even more incriminating, in my opinion, because they chose a literal point guard. Like the other people that they chose, like above, like on the only other point guard above. Dude, he was the second point guard selected in the draft after Lamelo Ball. <laughs> wow, that's and it was Lamelo, Killian Hayes, and then the next true point guard is Tyree Saliburn. And what's crazy is that's that's insane to think about. What's crazy, and then the next year they drafted like a better version, like a way better version of Killian Hayes in Cade, who was like the number one pick, right? Who was like like post speed and like the number one prospect, and he turned out to be at least that worked out in Cade. Like at first, K didn't. Well, that look- was easy. That's easy. If you're number one, it's so easy to pick. Man. But he wasn't looking that good to start the year, and then he kind of like went like crazy. And the- uh, he was hurt to start the year, but yeah. and even like another concern that I want to highlight, like Cade is really good, but like he doesn't have like ex- he's not really explosive. So like he's gonna have to either like inc- like his shot is like he. He could really shoot it in college. I don't think it's like translated as well as it you I would have projected in the NBA so far. But like he'll have to hit that at like a high rate. Um and then he'll also have to like get like more crafty, I think, to score. Like he has to be a little bit more aggressive scoring, in my opinion, if they want to like take the next step. Probably not this year, but like at some point in his career, is just what I'm saying. I mean, but they're gonna they're gonna be a fun team to watch from and like I feel. Wait, this, oh, yeah, this yeah, is the sure. this is the Boyan from Utah, right? Yeah, that one's Bogdan. Yeah, okay, right, I keep getting confused. Nah, it's Bogdan. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, the central division is gonna be good, man. Like, I think the Bulls might be. I mean, I guess the Pacers, but like out of the the main four, the Bulls are probably the worst team. I mean, in a sense of like yeah. like like wanting to watch. I mean, if they get to like mid thirties, then like I'll just like mid thirty wins. Then okay, I'll just admit my prediction was wrong. No, but but these Vegas numbers are hard because they're like so like accurate. It feels like like twenty nine point five seems like perfect, but like I I I think they do get like twenty eight, twenty seven. I think they still fall pretty under that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to the Pacers. Uh, so yeah, this is. I mean, I don't even know how much time I want to spend on them, but yeah, the key additions: Benedict Matherin. He looks really good, actually. Um, they lost Malcolm Brogdon, T.J. Warren. Their over/under is set at twenty-three and a half. I mean, I don't know. That seems actually about right to me. Like, I think if they keep Miles Turner on the team and he actually like plays, then maybe I would lean like slightly over, just because like 
it seems like they have like a bit too many pieces to be that bad. But if they like trade him or if he doesn't play and like does some weird shit like that, then yeah, twenty three sounds right to me. You should not be paying. You should not be paying Buddy Hero twenty two million. You should not be paying eighteen million to Miles Turner on his roster. Those are two people you. Yeah, yeah. Those are two people you have to trade for prospects or whatever. Like they're just still taking up space. Or just picks. Yeah, yeah. You have to build up guys like uh, Benedict Matherin, Isaiah Jackson. You know, and obviously like Jalen Smith. So like I think okay. I guess my question to you is: Can Tyrese take them to twenty four wins? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought, just by himself? No. I thought this is our guy. What happened? I, I like, but he's like a passer, bro. Like, he's like not aggressive enough on offense. Like, you need someone who's going to like, who's like a bucket to like get you to 24. Like, if if your worst player is like a, well, get, is like a bucket, then you get to 24 wins. I, or your best player, sorry. Yeah. Like, I think that's what, I think that's why like the Thunder always get to 24 because Shea is just like a really good scorer. I think passing it. I, I, I mean, I don't know if it's the scoring problem. I, I think that there's just like a, like a, I think they're a good organization with good coaching every year, and they play hard. I think that's also more big factor. Oh, Thunder, than the Thunder. I think that's also a big factor too, because, because yeah, but they, yeah, but Shea. Yeah, he also yeah, because he also Shea also misses half the year, so like that doesn't like, <laughs> so, and they still yeah, get, and right. they still get those wins, right? So I think it's yeah. more so that because I mean, all right, I'm just high on Tyrese. I've like we both been high on Tyrese, but obviously me. No, I I really like him. I just think like he needs like. I would say if he's aggressive offensively, then yeah, they could do it. But I just haven't seen him like last year on the Pacers. He was making it; he was really good at distributing, but he wasn't that aggressive. In I think that's like where the difference comes in. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll talk about it later, but like I have him like as like he's like a most improved candidate, and like obviously I ha- I have him winning it. So like I am pretty high on Tyrese. I think he will take that next step. This is what third year, right? Yeah, I think it's his third year. So I, I mean, I I have the over on them. Yeah. I have him, like twenty six wins. 26, 27. Yeah. All right. So you're going under? Right. Are you going under or over? Nah, I'll lean over because I don't think they'll move Buddy Hield or Miles Turner fast enough to go under. They have a whole year to move them. <laughs> they have to get rid of them. Yeah, but I'm saying if they just play like the first half of the season, like they might win enough games at that point where like they'll cruise to the over, like like slightly get over. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I mean, but I, I don't yeah. see they're good players, but I don't think they're that good. Compared to the rest of your roster, that they can't, like the rest of your roster can't also win games. Like it's not a Jimmy G and Trey Lance situation, is what I'm saying. Like they're they're not that much better than the rest of the roster, where they're actually affecting winning more than the rest of them, is what I'm saying. Like I think, yeah, like, like okay, Miles Jackson, Buddy Hill, like they've been, they're, they're like they'll be much better on other teams, but like I don't think they're, I don't think he's a significant upgrade from Jalen Smith. Right, like Miles Turner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you just put Jalen Smith in there, you're not yeah, you're not losing I, ten I'm wins. Not sure about that. Okay, I'm saying if you just put Jalen Smith instead of Miles Turner, you're not losing ten wins. You know, like you, yeah, you're probably losing two or three wins at max. That's how I. Feel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that makes sense. And like, yeah, we'll see. I mean, another one. We were actually, I guess, we are the same, but we're just like different. Yeah. No, we are still the same. Chris Duarte, like I, I, he he's been pretty good, you know. Like O'Shea, I mean not O'Shea Brissett, but I, yeah, Duarte's been good. Yeah, and this team's just gonna be as uh, as good as uh, Tyrese can take them, and I I'm high on them, so we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean actually we'll see. I I still take the over, but yeah, we'll see on that. Um, yeah, let's go to Miami. See, I mean this is a team that I feel like people in the East are kind of like, uh. Like, 
I don't know what exactly they're doing. Like, it, it, I mean, they seem kind of like overlooked in the East just because like they haven't made like significant additions. Like they actually just lost Marquise Morris and PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker played a lot of minutes for them. Um, but they're like, I obviously I think they'll still be like a, they're definitely a still playoff team. They like re-signed Tyler Hero. Um, Jimmy Butler has long hair now. Uh, and like no, apparently he just apparently he just took it for media day. So they so like every time they show his face throughout the year, they'll have that picture. But he's gonna cut it for the season. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like so crazy. I mean, I think like part of it is weird is because he's like it's not only the hair; it's like him being like clean shaven too. Like he looks like so different. Yeah, <laughs> he's a goon. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, like the over under is forty eight and a half. That's like a five win difference from last year. Like, do you think they're five wins worse? Uh, is PJ Tucker five wins for you? No. Okay, but they all I don't think they so. also went they also but dude they they were so injured in the regular season. Now I'm taking the over on this, dude. Last year regular season, they were so injured. Remember literally all of our podcasts? We we're just like, bro, like how the heat the one seed. Yeah. Like, they just like had so many injuries and they kept winning. So like, how are they gonna get worse? Like, they, I, like, is what I don't understand. <laughs> I would take though. I would lean a little bit over. I think they'll get to fifty at least. I think Miami's problems kind of showed its face in like the playoffs. Like, they're just lack of offense and like. Yeah, but that, that's in the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah. In the regular season, I think they'll be fine. Uh, but I, I, in the regular season, like Nick Stra- or Strauss or Max Struess or whatever will hit his shots. I, I'm saying because of that, I think teams are probably able to see like, okay, bro, let's just like make them play offense, and you can't really do much. Just let let Jimmy do let Jimmy do what yeah. he can do. So I mean, I, I'm probably taking 49, but they're not getting to have 53 wins. I think they're a little bit over, but not. That yeah, much. 53 is already. Yeah, yeah like, I, I agree with you. They, they like overachieved with the injuries they had. They were the one seed and like they kind of had, I mean, I was saying this the whole time. They had a very easy path to the conference finals with like like pretty easy opponents compared to what the Celtics had to face. So I think um, like also that was a factor, but I think they needed to make moves and they just didn't. And it kind of just depends on like, because you're expecting Lowry to what get worse now, because again, like he's getting older and older and he didn't look that great last year. So like Kyle Lowry was like your big move of like last year's off season. And then, like now, you're a year now you're another year removed from that. So, like them not making moves this year is like a huge red flag. And I think they're the team that should have got they should have got a spider. Like, I think that would have made that would have moved the needle a lot. But they, they yeah, I mean, they definitely tried, but yeah. they just don't have like the assets that uh, Cleveland did. Can, I mean, it's, I, I'm positive they tried. I, I think they're relying on just Tyler Hero's growth way too much. Like they're expecting him to be that guy, and he yeah. hasn't proven that yet. And they keep expecting him to be that guy, and he just cares about having babies. I don't think he's. Like that good, like, I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's as he's as good as people are expecting him to be. So, uh, yeah, I think they're yeah they're a forty nine win team, just above the over. I, I think they're they'll be an annoying team to play. Just, I think they're just just like the Cavs. It'll be just a very annoying team to play just because Exposure has them playing hard and like they're just like they have very good defensive players on that team. So, but yeah, I, I don't see a one seed for them this year. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, no, no. I might take that back because they're a very overachieving team that they might just like play insanely hard every season. I mean, every year, no matter what they have. So I could see that. Or I can also see a team from like 2016 where they like lost, where they barely made the playoffs. So, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised they're the one seed, but 
it's it's very unlikely. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I I think I agree with all you said about their issues, but the thing is, like, those will only be better in the playoffs. Like, like I don't think a lot of it applies in the regular season. Yeah. So I think they'll be chill, and I think they'll hit this over. Um, but yeah, we can move on to the Bucks. So fifty-one and thirty-one, the loss last year, second round of Boston. Their main ads, uh, Marjan Bochamp and Joe Ingles. Yeah, I mean, Joe Ingles is kind of a nice, like, interesting piece for them. Just because, like, he's a little bit of a creator, too. Um, whereas, like, I feel like in their, like, off their bench, like, I don't know what, I feel like they haven't had a creator in that guard role. Um, like, it's mainly, like, who, like, Pat Connington and, like, Dante DiVincenzo types who are just, like, kind of shooting on the wing. It's kind of interesting to have, like, a guard wing who can, like, uh, like do a little bit of facilitating, too. But, yeah, their over-under is 52.5. I mean, I think Chris Middleton is going to miss, like, some time, I think he said. So, I don't know, like, 52.5 actually sounds, like, perfectly right. I might lean, like, slight under just because of that injury. But, like, and again, like, this is not a team that's going to be, like, gunning for the one seed, right? Like, they just want to make the playoffs, like... <laughs> I don't think they really care like what seed they are because they know like they'll be super competitive when it comes playoff time. So I might lean a little bit under on this. So in the East, who's going to be those tryhard teams? Like you have the. I think it'll be Philly, bro. I think it'll be Philly. Yeah, I, I saw you put them, so we'll talk about that. Them. That's like a very good point. Like they'll yeah. be tryhard because, like, I was thinking that they would try hard now because, like, them. Not trying hard in the end of the regular season last year cost them the playoffs because like they weren't they didn't play their players in the end, like the last game of the regular season and the Celtics did and because of that the Celtics got home court so in a sense the Bucks were like yeah we don't need home court to win and it kind of cost them because like you know you have a game seven on the road right so like yeah. I don't know maybe because of that I was thinking that they would try hard right and, and like Giannis is gonna have another insane season because like he kind of took a step back in the sense of like. He wasn't going as crazy. Obviously, coming off a championship, he wasn't going as crazy as before. But I, like, like in the regular season, yeah, in the playoffs, he was. In yeah, yeah, but in the sense of like, so they now they won't have Ingles to begin the season. They won't have Middleton, and they won't have uh, uh, Pat Connington. So like, like to begin the season, so there's a lot of injuries to to begin the season. But I do have them as the over. I think they. I think just Giannis is just insanely good. I think he's gonna take another step forward which is just insane to see i think he's i think this is the year where his jump shot is actually like a threat now or not threat but like it's more of a threat than it was in the past i think i think you see the growth in Giannis. he's only gonna get better i think this is where he does get better i have them at over like 54 wins around there like i, I, would, I, I can see them as the one seed like n- not just because like they're gonna be trying hard for it but because the east is gonna be a dog fight everything everyone's gonna beat each other and some other bucks just have that like that regular season, like that, they, that thing that they do every year, that they somehow just get those wins because they're, like they're the team that just like dominates you in the first three quarters and then they just rest in the fourth quarter. They've just always done that for like years, so like I wouldn't be surprised if it just happens again. Yeah, because it's only one uh, more. It's only one. You could go either way on it. Only one more win than last year. Like or two yeah. more wins. I okay, guess. when you put it like that, then I see the case for the over two. Yeah. I think, like, the main reason I'm just taking the under is just because of all the injuries and stuff. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. But they also have, like, the best player in the NBA, so. True. I mean, they, they have Giannis, the best player in the NBA. <laughs> Wait, are we, yeah. are we disagreeing? Do you not agree with me? Yeah, all right, fine. You convinced me. I'll take the over. 
Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are we not agreeing that Giannis is the best player in the NBA? No, I oh, am agreeing on that. I was talking about <laughs> oh, the over okay. Yeah. Oh, it's fine if you take the under. I, I, I see the point. Just cause, I mean, because you're not the only one because the injuries are factor. 538 has them very, very low. They have them at 46 wins. So, like... Oh, that's OD, bro. Yeah. Nah, it's over that for sure. Yeah. But... I mean, that's madness. So, all right. It's a good number. Yeah, so before we get to, to, to the Knicks, uh, 37 and 45 missed playoffs last year. They added Jalen Brunson. They got rid of, like, this weird veteran group of Kemba Walker, Alec Burks, Taj Gibson, Erlens Noel. Their over-under is set at 38.5. I don't know, man. I think I might take the under on this. I just, like, am not inspired by the Knicks at all. I feel like they're kind of, like, bad vibes. Because, like, I don't know, like, this, like, Julius Randle was, like, really good, like, two seasons ago. The last season, he was just, like, really bad. And, like, I don't know. It just seems like they're, like, trying to, like, not, like, you, it seems like they don't really like him anymore. But, like, what can you do? Like, they signed, like, he's, like, on a big contract now, right? He's, he's, like, I feel like they might trade Julius Randle, though. Damn, really? And if they trade him, like, they're definitely going to go, like, under. Damn, really? Already? It's, it was literally just, like, one year after this whole debacle. Okay, so there's no way he gets as good as he was in 2021. But there's no way he's as bad as last year. It has to be someone. But they middle. have, like, a youth movement of players, like, waiting. Like, okay, RJ Barrett is obviously going to Like, Obi Toppin, like, if you really want him to, like, develop, like, before he couldn't find, they couldn't find fits. And then now when he plays, like, he looks, like, not that bad. And then, like, I don't really get how you, how like Obi Toppin and Julius Randle can like coexist. Uh, I don't get how they can like coexist on on the team that much. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like in order to really get that, like, they just have to move him. Uh, and like, I don't know if they get off to like a bad start. Like, I feel like they should just pivot in the youth movement uh, because they have like space, uh, like Quentin Grimes and other people. Manual, Manual quickly. Like, oh yeah, Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. Cam Reddish, if he ever gets a chance to play. I thought he. I thought they were gonna cut him. No. Are he still there? I mean, he's still on the roster. Oh yeah. No, oh wait, I wait, think wait, he's wait, done, bro. Wait. He's done. They're actually gonna cut. I didn't know that. I thought that didn't... he didn't play in the play with the preseason, okay. so I, I thought maybe he was injured. We're still on the active roster. I just thought he was. Oh, he didn't sign. Yeah, they didn't give him an extension. So I feel like this is his last, uh, like, uh, try. I guess. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Um. I. I. How do you feel about RJ Barrett? I think he's pretty good, bro. Like, I think he. Like, he's pretty good. I don't know what to say. Like, he. I think he has the potential to be like an all-star type guy, like low key. Yeah, and I can see like a very much like Bradley Bill type career for him, like 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 a good yeah, like yeah. like a good player on like just a very bad team because the the team just doesn't want to get players or no one wants to go to that team. Um, is he the best player on the team or is Jalen Brunson the best player? I think he's better than Jalen. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, the next has made another like, like what is the point of signing Jalen Brunson? Like, I, it's he's not worth thirty million <laughs> at all. He's he had a he had a cool good year. He's not like that guy that's gonna take you over the top or do anything with you. Like uh yeah, I mean I don't think they'll be as bad as last year. I don't think they'll be as good as two years ago. I think they somehow fall right in the middle. I think they probably end up with the same record as last year, thirty seven to forty five. Maybe thirty nine. I don't know. Thirty eight is perfect. All right, yeah, I'm gonna go with the under. 
they're just not that good of a yeah, roster. I'll lean under. This is not that good of a roster. They never, and I don't know what they're really building towards. I think this is just another year of just like, oh, let's see if Brunson can put them over the top, and then this is what the year the people are gonna be like, oh my god, he's oh he's overpaid. Why do we pay thirty million over him? And it's just gonna be RJ Barrett just balling out, doing whatever he can. But them trading Joel, I mean not Joel, what's his name? Uh, Julius is actually very interesting, bro. Like already giving up on him. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just think they should go with the youth movement, and I feel like in order to do that, you have to trade Julius Randle. We'll see. I, I don't. I don't think they'll do it. But have you seen? And I don't know. This is also like it's like what is the year like three or four of like uh, what's his face, the coach Thibodeau, or whatever. That's like usually when he becomes ass. <laughs> have you seen that uh, Wells Fargo ad with Julius Randle in New York? Nah. It's that Wells Fargo credit card of like 2% cash back or something like that or whatever. So he just goes around New York City just like using the card or whatever. But this is after his like 2021 season. So it was just funny because like I'll be watching Knicks games on ESPN and then Jules Randall will be like airballing shots and then you just see him pop up on the ad. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's not, it's, it's him and his son. Like he's, he's taking his son around too. So I'll send it to you. But it's just mad funny because like you'll see him airballing his shots and you just see him like buying stuff in New York. That is hilarious. But there's, there's no way he has I'm a 2% dead. cash back from Wells Fargo card, bro. If you're making, if you're an NBA player, you have better cards than that. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's just promoting it. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's move on to the magic. Uh, yeah, key additions, Paolo Bencaro. There's nothing else you have to say on that. Uh, their over-under is 26.5. Last year, they finished 22 and 60. I'm taking the over on this, bro. Yeah, same. For sure. Same. I, I really like the magic. I just think, like, yeah, like, I, I think they could get to, like, 30 wins. I, I like them, like, more than Detroit, yeah, for sure. I was sure. just about to say that. Um, yeah, like, that's what I feel like their over-unders should actually be swapped for Orlando and Detroit. But, yeah, I mean, like, they have, like, a lot of, like, okay, first of all, Paolo is, like, a monster, bro. Like, he, in summer league, like, he just dominated. I think he's going to be a star from I day one. I tried telling you, man. Um, I tried saying this. Like, they, they always go with the wing. I'm telling you, he's going to be so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. It, like, he looks like insane, man. He's, like, huge. Um, I think that was, like, a great, like, pick by them at first. Like, they should have taken him. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I think, like, Franz Wagner is also going to get, like, really good. Like, he looked insane. He looked, like, really, really good in, uh, like, preseason and also that Euro Cup. Or, I forget what it was. With the Euro Cup or whatever the heck he played in in the offseason. Like, I think he'll grow. Um, and then, like, I think, like, the way that their team, like, moves, like, if you have, like, Markel Fultz, too, he's, like, not that bad. And, like, I think, like, last year, the issue was, like, they had, like, they were relying too much on Cole Anthony. Yeah. Like, he's, he should be, like, a backup, like, six. Markel has to start. He has to start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, the rest of their, I think they just have, like, a pretty good team. Like, it's, like, a huge team, and they, they might get back. What's his face? The one guy who's been out for two years who like hates COVID or whatever. Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Isaac. Like if he comes back, they still have like Wendell Carter, who's like really like good. Like he's one of their better players too. Like they have like a team that like makes sense uh, on paper. I'll, I think I'll take the over. I think this. they have to get rid of the fluff. Like, um, I mean, it depends how you feel about Mo Bamba, but the fluff meaning like Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. They're kind of, they're just players that are like good for like, teams who need them like three and d guys right so like but but yeah. everyone else on the roster like Fr- france wagner now is that his brother they have his brother now 
Yeah, yeah, it's his brother. Yeah. So they have the Wagner brothers, but like Franz, at least as he's proven himself and is good. And then they have uh, Jalen. He's really and, good. And Jalen Suggs, who looked pretty solid last year, he he didn't look like a total failure. And then uh, um, Markel. Nah, I think he. I mean, his was really underwhelming. Like he looked good defensively, but offensively, it was just like sad. Oh, so he, I mean, he was better than killing his. So. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he's still better than killing his. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and like so, you have Suggs, and then you have um obviously Paulo. And then uh, Mark Markel, so that, that'll be a good lineup. I think they'll be a fun team to watch. I, I think a lot of teams are like I got a lot of these bad teams who've been bad for a while, like Orlando, Detroit. A lot of these fans are like very happy and like positive look going into the season because like this is like the first time they've had something to look forward to. This is like the first time a Magic fan is happy about the season since like Dwight Howard in like two thousand and nine, right? So it's it, it's been a while. So like, I'm happy for them. Yeah. I think they'll be fun to watch. Paolo's gonna be great, bro. Like if he doesn't like if as long as he's eating on the court, he'd be good. As long as he's hydrated, he's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going over. Nah, he's he's good. I I, I yeah, can I'll see them at thirty over. wins. Yeah, like thirty, thirty-two, thirty-three. Yeah, thirty wins sounds right. Uh, let's move on to the Sixers. So yeah, like they finished last year fifty-one and thirty-one. Um, yeah. So they added. Like I yeah, I would say the main reason like I would go like on the over, like I think they're probably gonna finish as like the one seed. I just think like they're gonna go super try hard this year. Um because like Joel Embiid still hasn't like won his MVP. <laughs> so I think like he's gonna try I mean, you know, bro, I, I don't really like like it. Yeah, but that's why I was very but, surprised. Like, I was looking at things, I was like, bro, you have them going to the conference finals, you have them as a one seed, like you don't even like this guy. Yeah, I don't really like him. I, I just think like they're gonna go try hard, which is why I think like they'll go at the one seed. And, like, it's, like, the second year of James Harden. And, like, look at the additions. Like, last year they had, like, Danny Green, but they replaced him with, like, P.J. Tucker and De'Anthony Mellon, who I think both individually, like, you could argue are better than Danny Green. Um, And then, like, it, DeAndre Jordan, like, I don't know why they still had him, but it, you, they also had Daniel House, who's, like, not bad. Like, Paul Millsap, again, like, not terrible. Like, and then you have Montrez Harrell, who, like, I don't know, you, he probably barely plays, but in the regular season, like in the playoffs, he probably barely plays, but in the regular season, like you need, like he'll be fine. Like he's won six men of the year multiple times. Like he'll be fine in the regular season. Um, yeah, like I just think this is the team that's like most likely to go try hard, which is kind of like where I put them. But they're also like an insanely like deep team, and I feel like we're kind of underrating like how deep their roster is. Like low key, like their bench like might be like better than like I don't know like the Bucks. Yeah, but the Bucks have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's yeah. that, but I just think like their depth will get them to like to like a one seed for sure. And that's just my prediction. Yeah, I mean, they're, so like last year they also had the whole Ben Simmons problem. Like, oh, trade him, trade him, trade him, and then they like, okay, so I guess it's yeah. This, okay, are you also banking on the fact that Harden is gonna be like better than last year and kind of somewhat back to form or what? I don't even think that matters because I think Tyrese Maxey will be like better again. Like Tyrese Maxey's gotten better like every single year. I don't even know how much that matters. Like if Harden is just like, yeah, I don't even know how much that matters for Harden. But Joel Embiid's like talent and like basketball part is like that's never been the problem. It's his injuries, his like staying on the court part, and like him not having enough help. Because even in Miami, he was great. I mean, he he did what he could, but like it was just a team that didn't show up, right? So it's like it's never on him. And like I mean, is he really gonna try for? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Joel. Like, it's never been on him. Like, he's always been great, right? It's just the team around him that oh, okay. also always needs help, and he never gets the help. Oh, You're banging yeah, on the yeah. fact that they're going to get more help from – he's going to get more help this year because of, like – Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I I could see a 51, 50. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm sorry. I have the under. I have them at like 49, 48, 50. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I'm not high on them. I, I guess this, I, I guess I'm really like saying that Harden isn't going to be that good. I think um, Embiid, there's just no way he goes another year, plays insane as far as like, because he, he went back to back years a second in MVP voting, right? So like, again, playing that well, like I'm not saying that he can't. It's just like, it's, it's asking a lot out of him. Right, so he really has to take care of his body and be better, and he has to do that for like at least seventy-five games, which is asking a lot from a seven-two, two hundred eighty man, right? Who's who's who like whose first three years of his career was lost from injuries, so now he's like, you yeah. Know, so it's asking a lot. So if Harden is back to Harden form, then yeah, but I think he, I think he's just regressing. I don't see him like getting much. He's not going the other way anymore. So I don't know. I have him at the under. I'm not that high on them. Like the Sixers are one of those teams that like I will never see them ever going to the conference finals. Like ever, they're a second round team. They always will be in my eyes. You know, like even in that year they beat the Hawks. I had the Hawks winning. I don't see them ever get. And that's just like that one bear they 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 can't break. I don't think it changes this year. And with the, I think that's gonna show in the regular season that they're just gonna they're gonna. I see that they have the depth, but like. You're asking Joel to do a lot. You're asking Joel to do a lot every single year, and I think it's going to catch up this year. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is kind of it's like sort of a hot take, but I don't want to just like predict what's going to So I just went with this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have a point too. Like, I, I, it could honestly go either way, but yeah, I just like chose one side, I mean, and this is my prediction. Are you expecting Harden to ever look good, like ever look decent or playable? Because he, bro, he looked pl- unplayable. I mean, I, he looked un- yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He also like kind of gave up a lot too. I mean, that's always been his thing. That's not like something new for him. Like even in Houston, he's had times yeah. where he's like, given up, right? But like, he, bro, he was there was times like he, you did not want him on the court. He was like costing you games. Like I don't know, if he's gonna be that bad, like as that bad, but like I don't think he's gonna be that much better from that. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting though. Like they're in like a kind of spot. like if they can't win with this team, then I feel like it's like all right, like where is this going? But I think this is the year. at least like I think in the regular season they'll be good for sure. The playoffs, like I'm a little bit even more concerned about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can move on to the Raptors. So last year, forty-eight, thirty-four, lost to Philadelphia in the first round. Uh, they added Juancho, Hernan Gomez, Josh Jackson, Otto Porter, and they lost Utah Watanabe. <laughs> the only uh, reason I added him because he was the guy that got dunked on by Anthony Edwards. I don't think he's actually a key loss. Yeah. <laughs> over under is forty-five point five. I mean, I don't get like how their roster would get worse. By like two, I guess it's only two and a half games, but I think like forty-eight wins sounds about right. I think I'll just take like I would lean a little bit over on. Did this. they overachieve last year though? That's the question. I don't know, but then like you also have like Scotty Barnes like, getting better entering the second year. Um, like I think like because of that, like maybe last year like parts of it was like a fluke, but also like they just I think they have like too much like length and defense on their team. And, like, I don't know, like, even though people thought, like, OG was going to be traded, they never traded him. So, like, it's just, like, two, like, they're, like, a team that can, like, really excel in the regular season because of that. Because they just have, like, so much length and, like, defense on the court. And then, like, I think in the playoffs is, like, when you see, like, their offensive struggles, actually. I think I'd lean over on this. 
I know you also love uh, Scotty, right? That's your guy. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like Scotty Barnes. Yeah, and I would have to go over probably like I don't know if I don't think they get the forty eight, but I think they'll be at like forty. What is it? Forty six, maybe. Yeah, forty six. I think I think they're like right over. Uh, that I think. Uh, yeah. uh, actually, no, Brian. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm going under. No, I'm going under. No, 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 no. I'm gonna have to go under with this. I, I, I think they overachieved last year. I think they're a 44, 43 win team, a little above five hundred. Uh, I, I just think they're very young. Like, like, and you're also asking, like, I don't think Pascal is, uh, like that, like star level kind of player. It's kind of just like, uh, you. They're building around Scotty. This is Scotty's team. This is gonna be Scotty's team. Like Pascal will kind of get phased out soon. Like you have to kind of pick a direction with him. Same thing with like Fred Van Vliet, because like, bro, both these guys are almost thirty. They're twenty eight. Scotty Barnes is just turned twenty one. Like I, I, those guys cannot be on the roster together. So if you're gonna build around Scotty, build. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, they're going like it's like two like different eras on the same roster. Yeah, like they took the first step by letting Kyle Lowry go. That's the first step, but then like. And they took a chance on Pascal, but he's never proven to be like that superstar player, right? And that's what they're expecting him to be. He never taken that. Like, obviously, he was good last year; he was solid, but he's not. He's not at the high tier level. So, like, I think they overachieved last year. Um, at the East, I, the East is so tough, man. There's so many good teams out there. Everyone's gonna be playing hard. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be very hard for a lot of these teams to be over unless you have that superstar guy, unless you have that guy who could bring it in day in and day out consistently, right? And you have to have a good defense. You have to be a very, very good defensive team. And I think the Raptors are, are a good defensive team. They should be a good defensive team. But like, uh, not them not having that star kind of like sways me away. But I mean, I'm I'm expecting a good year from Scotty. Like a, a better year. But I'm, I have to go under. All right, respectable. Um, yeah, let's do Washington Wizards, the final team of the Eastern Conference. Kind of boring, but. Um, so they added Will Barton, Monty Morris, and Johnny Davis. Uh, they lost Thomas Bryant, KCP, Ish Smith. Their over-under is 35.5. That's like the most perfect number for them, honestly, 35.5. Like, I don't know. I think like because a lot of the rest of the Eastern Conference teams got better and they really didn't, I think because of that, I would lean a little bit under. But like it's probably like by only like one or two wins because I don't know they always end up in this exact range where they have like thirty three to thirty five wins. Wait, did they have thirty five wins in the Russell Westbrook season too? But like ten games less. Hold up, I need to look this up. Uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't know. They had thirty thirty five last year, right? Yeah, their last year was thirty five. No, they had more wins than thirty five. Thirty-five is not good enough know, to get into the playoffs. No, yeah, yeah, right. They had they had thirty-four, thirty-eight in twenty twenty-one. So yeah, they had thirty. Damn, yeah. really? Oh, but that was the short. Yeah, yeah, season, yeah. Right? yeah. That's, what, that's what that's what I'm saying. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. They just had like ten less losses, or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Then I guess you gotta project like because then it's not really thirty-four wins, right? It's like thirty-two like or thirty, like, whatever the. Matter. I don't know what that projects. Like thirty-two or whatever, right? But yeah, I'm going under because yeah. like them losing Ish Smith is really the only reason that I'm going under. And it, 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 Ish Smith just has those games where he goes out for like 28 points, and like he he gets those. He's the one that gets you those like three, four extra wins in the season. And them not having him, like I don't know, there's like and maybe Brad. Okay, but all right, they didn't have. And KCP is good, bro. KCP is good. Yeah, and like yeah, and I mean I don't know. Bradley Bill didn't play much last year, right? But like you're kind of questioning like what he's going to do this year because everyone's surprised he hasn't asked out. He's in a similar situation to like Dame 
But I think Dame probably has a little bit more help around him. So it's like, what are you really playing for at this point? And uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. At least Dame has like a chance to make the playoffs. I don't think this guy does. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I going, I'm going, un- what, what I'm going under it, even though Bradley Bill probably plays more games. I've been saying this all podcast. The East just got better. It's, I mean, obviously someone has to be doing good if everyone's doing bad, right? But it, I don't think the Wizards are going to be that team. I think they're going to go under. And like they have to decide what to do with Bradley Beal because this is ridiculous. I feel I don't know if I feel bad for the guy anymore because he doesn't even want to ask out anymore. He has all power to do so. Yeah, that's true. It, it's weird with these guys. Both um, him and Brad, home. Both him and Dame. Like they have like this this notion to try to stay with like the roster. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, also, but they just get offered like insanely huge contracts, man. It's not like that. I feel like they're just like, all right, like I'm cool with where I'm at. I'll just take the money. <laughs> like, they're very comfortable with their lifestyles. They don't really care about their career. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, after some point, like, not everyone is just like, oh yeah, like I need to win a championship and all be all, you know. Yeah, but but you also um, know you're, you're so good of a player that you can you can win. You can you can help a team win, and like the franchise isn't doing yeah. anything for you. And I just feel like people should, I just assume people would care about their careers. But I guess, like, if you're a family man, you have kids, you're a dad, you're like, you've been in the city for 10 years, whatever, you're comfortable. Like, why would you leave? You're getting paid 200 million, right? Why would you leave? I guess in that sense, it makes sense. Yeah, true. All right, well, that's the East. All right, yeah, let's, yeah, let's get into our predictions uh, just to kind of wrap up. Um, so I'll just like run through them real quick. So my Eastern Conference standings, I have the Sixers, one seed, Celtics, two seed, Bucks, three seed, the Heat, four seed, Cavs, five seed, the Raptors, six seed. Um, and then in the play-in, I have the Nets at seven, the Hawks at eight, the Bulls at nine, and the Magic Ooh, at ten. Orlando that high. And Damn. It's a hot take, but I told you my prediction is hot takes. And then uh, closing it out, I have Detroit at 11, the Knicks at 12, the Wizards at 13, the Pacers at 14, and Charlotte at 15. Uh, and then you could just read yours real quick. Yeah. Wait, so, oh, okay. so I guess the only difference is that I, I have the Knicks go make it in and you don't have, uh, you have Orlando make it in. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I, I wasn't really looking at, for me, I just put the numbers here, but I wasn't really looking at seedings. I think... But I think these six teams will make will be the playoff teams that don't have to play it. But we want they won't have to play a game. So I have like so I have yeah. the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Nets, Heat, Cavs. I think those are six teams that are gonna make the playoffs without having to do a little tournament or whatever. I think they're locks for that. So like I I can see that you're not high on uh, Brooklyn, surprisingly. Um, but I mean I I thought I mean I know you said the under, but I didn't think it'd be that much of an under. They would that they did. No, nah, I mean I'm just projecting that something will go wrong. On their team, so you would have the Cavs and Raptors making it over them again, back to back years. That is kind of crazy to me. I just think that I know something yeah. wrong, but they're just. I mean, the Cavs, yeah, Cavs for sure. The Raptors, like, I'm a bit shaky on, but I don't know. They always usually do good in the regular season. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm like low on the Raptors, so yeah, those are my six teams, and then the play-in teams. I have Toronto, Atlanta, New York, and Chicago, and then we have the same, uh, like, lot. I guess not play in teams except for he has Orlando I have New York so yeah I mean we pretty much agree for the most part it's just really I guess Toronto is kind of the main difference Toronto and Brooklyn 
for the most part, but we, we pretty much agree yeah. from like the main six teams. Um, and like, I don't know, I feel like there's only two contenders in this conference, like two actual contenders in this conference that, w- that will go to the finals. Yeah, we can get to that part too. Uh, yeah, so in your conference, you have like Celtics, you're, you have Celtics and Bucks in the Eastern Conference and you have the Celtics uh, winning yeah. the East. Yeah, so I mean, I did a hot take. I, I just think like, I mean, I don't know. I think bot like, yeah, for me, like I would say actually, I think there's three contenders, but maybe because I'm overrating the 76ers is why I have that. Um, like I would say probably like, yeah, Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers is like one, two, and three in like some order, whatever. Like I would say like those are the three teams I would like definitely assume one of them is going to the finals. But I mean, I don't know. I just think in the playoffs, like what's his face? Like Missoula like might not be able to make like whatever adjustments. So I feel like they might not make the conference finals. But at the same time, it's not like a bold prediction where I think like the Sixers will definitely make it or the Bucks will definitely make it over the Celtics. Yeah, I, I, I get, I, yeah, I see that point, but then, like, I don't know, retrospect, I've been thinking that, like, uh, this is like the Celtics, there were, it was two, uh, playoff series where they were clearly the, the better team and they let it go seven games. And I usually that happens in, usually that yeah, happens in one yeah. series, but back to back series. And that, e- that's either a, that's either, that's, that's either like the, the players not like having too many turbos, too many, too, like, heavy issues. Like, I've never seen a team that plays, one way, one game, like so perfectly, and the next game, like play the opposite. So again, I don't know yeah. if that's because <laughs> they knew about the whole Udoka situation and they were distracted because maybe Udoka himself. Nah, no know, way. <laughs> maybe Udoka himself was distracted because they did say to start in the playoffs. So like having a game uh, plan going into each game is very important. So if he's worrying about flying his wife to another city and flying his mistress to the same city and also having to prepare for game four of the conference championship, you know, maybe his head isn't in the right place, right? So, um, I'm dead. And, and I think we both agree that coaching isn't as important in the NBA compared to football. Football, I think coaching is very so important. I think over here, it's more about the players and like how and talent and the fit. So, that's the only reason I think, like, I feel like in the playoffs, it kind of matters though, a little bit because I forget, like, I think it was like the, the Bucks series where he like made the adjustment. Uh, I forget what he did, but he like changed up like how he was starting. I think he always put like a hole for the, 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 or like Grant Williams. The only reason I say this is because Frank Vogel has an NBA championship. Frank Vogel, <laughs> whether the championship is real or not, he has a championship. Mike Budenholzer has a championship, whether you want to believe that is real or not, right? Yeah. So that's the only reason. So you're saying why not Joe? No, 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 I'm not saying. I might. I, I think Budenholzer might be. He's not as stupid as them. I I think they're very stupid coaches that just got very lucky. Not lucky, but they. And my point is that like their coaching doesn't matter as much because it's the talent, like the fit you have, because you can bring very bad or shaky coaches who make very bad decisions and still like win a championship. Correct. So like I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like yeah. like Mozula might not have anything to do with the Celtics run or Celt- how the Celtics do at all. It just might just be on the players itself. So that's how just how I feel. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not like a hot take. If I like, I I would like, if I, I would say like the Celtics could easily replace uh, one of like the Sixers or the Bucks in this situation. Yeah, yeah no, and it's like, I just don't, I, I think for me, I, it's not like that far fetched. I just have the Bucks always in one tier and then the Sixers and then whatever Miami in another tier, whatever that would be, because I just think like, like they don't have that kind of like, they don't have that push to take the next step. I don't think I don't see it changing. Like yeah. the Bucks, the Bucks have proven it. They've proven they can do it. 
I don't know. Can the Sixers do prove that this year? Maybe, maybe not. But like, they're just like they're just doing the same thing as last year. So it's asking, and like it's Doc Rivers, it's Doc Rivers. And I, I, I yeah. know I just made a whole spiel about coaching not mattering, but when your coach is bad, sometimes your coach is bad. So, but I mean, you had them as you had him as coach yeah. of the year. So we'll get to that later. But I that's because yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I mean, but that's related to me thinking they'll get the one seed. Yeah. But. But, but but you have to get the one seed but and also like you get the one seed and also look phenomenal. You have to look great because like Spolster didn't get the one, he didn't get close to the year last year, right? Like um yeah, true, yeah. And, and, the, year, right? and, and wait, who? I don't think who won it in twenty twenty one season was it was it was it Doc Rivers? It wasn't Doc Rivers, right? I don't think so. I forget. Match of the year NBA. Oh, I'm, I'm Mike. No, uh, Tom Thibodeau. Oh yeah, that was that. No, that he didn't deserve. It. I think. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I think Monty Williams deserves that year, but yeah. So yeah, so the, the, I don't think the one seed even matters. A fact in like coach of the year in that sense. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, right. so who do you have? Yeah, but we'll get to the predictions in the next. One. Who do you yeah, have in the East? Or I had the okay, Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I have the Celtics, but I think we kind of both agree that it's, it's either one of one of those two or one of those three, and like I don't think any any yeah. other team uh, would make it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that yeah. for sure. All right, well, yeah, I think that's about it for our Eastern Conference uh, preview. Um, stay tuned for our Western Conference preview. It'll be coming up. We'll probably post them around the same time, but thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you later.